0: we all knew the deon sanders effect would be real but when you see how many televised games colorado will have you'll believe it even more i'm going to talk about that and more on today's episode of locked on buffs you are locked on buffs your daily podcast on the colorado buffalos part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What is up, everybody? I am Kevin Borba, and this is Locked on Buffs, your favorite Buffs podcast. Um, We are here every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. so thanks for tuning in. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about all the televised games Colorado has. We're going to be talking about recruiting, and then we're going to talk about some Pac-12 championship odds. The Colorado odds have kind of gotten better um, as the days have gone on. So before we do, I want you guys to know that this episode of Locked on Buffs is brought to you by FanDuel the official sports of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit Fandle.com slash Locked On today to get started. Okay, how about we get started here? Talking about Colorado's games on TV. So we were all new um, as of, I think, this past weekend or past week or so, that Colorado TCU, maybe two weeks ago, was going to be on Big Noon Kickoff on Fox, um, which Big Noon Kickoff is Fox's version of College Game Day, if you will. Um, and so... They're also going to be, it was just announced yesterday, they're going to be on Big Noon Kickoff for Week 1. Week 2 against Nebraska, they're also going to be on week Big Noon Kickoff again. So first two weeks of the season, Colorado's, Colorado Buffaloes will be nationally televised, Big Noon Kickoff, staple game of the week, essentially. Um, that's huge. And then they also announced their other... Um, televised games, which include week three. So first three weeks, Colorado, national television. Um, They're going to be on the Pac-12 after dark slate um, at 10 p.m. Eastern time. So 7 p.m. for all of us West Coast people and 6 p.m. for you mountain people, I think. Right. You know, I think so. Um, They're going to be playing Colorado State on ESPN. um, And then they're also going to be playing another Pac-12 after dark game against Stanford. Um, So we're going to call that the Kevin Borba Bowl. (laughs) <laughs> both the teams I covered going at on ESPN. Also, including that's there's those that's four games so far, they're going to be playing Washington State on FS1 um, later in the season. So right now they have five nationally televised games. Um, if Colorado starts to pick up some steam, there's also a chance that they could end up on college game day. Uh, I know Col- Colorado USC is one of the games that I kind of talked about a couple days ago as being a game that could be a, a – College game day type of game if Colorado starts off the season strong. But what does this tell us about the Deion Sanders, the Coach Prime effect? Well, it tells us that everyone wants to watch Colorado regardless of how bad the odds makers say they're going to be. Um, no one really cares what the odds makers have to say unless, I mean, unless you're gambling, then of course you have to care. But no, all the college football fans are interested to see what Deion Sanders, what Coach Prime can do. And I think this is one, a huge recruiting tool because Colorado. I don't know how many games they had on national TV last year outside of the the TCU game. Um, two, you get to sell these recruits. Hey, you come here, we're playing on we're playing on national TV. Nearly half of the games, um, and that's not even saying how many more games that they'll end up on TV. There could be more. Um, two, I mean, Coach Prime, he's just spreading his brand. You know, it's going to bring more attention to the program. It's bringing more fans to the program, and it's a it's a chance for them to showcase themselves. Really, um, I think a lot of people. We've gotten used to reading Colorado is going to go, say, two and ten or three and nine, four and five or four and, nine, four and eight, whatever people's predictions have been. And so now it gives Colorado a legit chance to prove themselves. And I think it's pretty cool. Um, I think maybe you'll, they'll show up for the games even more. Um, kind of shows the importance of where Colorado is in college football right now. I think they went from last season and probably outside of the the, the Mel Tucker year. Um, maybe, yeah, sorry. I just have like an internal battle in my head. I think outside of the Mel Tucker, Mel Mel Tucker year, Colorado has not been even close to being nationally relevant in the past five to 10 years. Now they're probably, I would say Texas, Alabama, Georgia, I would say they're probably a top five team of relevance in college football. I don't, I'm not even, I don't think that's an exaggeration. Um, I think Colorado is one of the most must-watch teams in college football. I think it's probably one of the most talked-about teams in college football. And realistically, it's one of the most fascinating stories in college football. It's There's no secret. There, there's a reason that they, they were like, hey, we need a Locked on bus podcast. Come on over. There's a reason that Athlon was like, we need you to cover Colorado. Coach Prime brings the attention to the program. And so now everybody's dialed in. Everybody wants to learn as much as possible. And that's why I'm here. And obviously them playing on TV only showcases them more to the national landscape, which I think people kind of, probably not anymore, but used to think of Colorado as one of the the worst programs in the country. And I think that's going to change with Coach Prime at the helm. And so we'll just have to wait and see. A lot of exciting um, news, though. Being on TV five times is a pretty big deal. Um, Not everybody gets to do that. Um, so we'll continue to wait and kind of see if they get any more games on TV as they move forward, but as we move forward, I want you guys to know that this episode of, uh, excuse me, this episode of Locked on Buffs is brought to you by FanDuel. Um, make a fast break to the FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's right, $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win, so, I mean, talk about, you, we could we could talk about how safe FanDuel is. Um, you get paid instantly. It's the bet it's really the best. Um, there's no hesitation, really. It's no there's no shadiness. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. So visit fanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no-sweat first bet to two thousand five hundred dollars. That's fanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Go place your bets. Go play some futures um Colorado we'll, we'll talk about some betting later in the episode but there's some there's some good Colorado bets coming up I'm telling you okay yesterday in particular was a huge transfer slash recruiting day mostly recruiting for Colorado um I think a lot of coach prime's efforts on the transfer portal have kind of outshined his recruiting efforts uh he signed a top 20 class last season and it looks like they're well on their way to doing so again um so last yesterday excuse me they made the top 10 for three four-star recruits uh two of which resided in the state of florida and the other one coming from georgia um i'm going to talk about each one of them kind of give you a breakdown and then i'll talk about the transfer later um xavier mincy and and before i start i actually want to thank you guys for making locked on buffs your first listen every day my everydayers i appreciate you guys get those questions down below we're gonna i'm gonna do all the questions tomorrow at the end of the show so get your questions in so we can talk about Colorado football, college football, whatever it may be. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Okay. First one, Xavier Mincy, 2024 safety. Um, he took to Twitter to announce his top 10. Um, and obviously coach prime said he likes those Florida guys. Um, he's from Daytona beach, Florida. Um, his top 10 consists of UCF, Alabama, Tennessee, Florida state, AM, Miami, Florida, Ole Miss, and then Penn state. Um, he has over 30 offers, six foot three for safety, um, 38 tackles, eight pass breakups, three picks, and two forced fumbles this past season. He also runs track and plays basketball. Um, as it stands right now, though, um, he's he only has two official official visits scheduled, excuse me, Florida and Miami, which he's obviously a Florida kid. So that doesn't surprise me. But according to 24-7, he's the number 82 player in the country, number five safety, and the number 13 player in the state and then obviously um the buffs hold the number 36 class in the country. So they have some room to improve and obviously getting a making it in the top 10s is how you land these recruits. So that is Xavier Mincy, um the safety. Then staying in the secondary, they made the top 10 for 2024 corner, Kai Bates. Um the four-star corner out of Orlando, Florida, announced his top ten, which consisted of LSU, Tennessee, Florida, um, UCF, A&M, Florida State, Alabama, Ohio State, and Maryland. And so he he plays both ways, which is kind of like the guys that Coach Prime and company have been targeting a lot this in their recruiting realm um, he rakes the 104th player in the country number nine corner in the country and then the 19th player in the state of florida he also similar to Mincy, runs track and plays basketball um he had 17 catches this past season um a touchdown and then four picks so i think before i move on to the next the next recruit because it's a similar thing what we're seeing is that these recruits are assembling their top 10 schools and or whatever, whatever not everybody's a top 10 but these three happen to be top 10 they're assembling their top 10 schools and it's alabama georgia tennessee florida um, texas a&m say usc for example it's like the programs that are consistently ranked recruiting the top five classes some of them are blue blood some of them are winning championships and colorado's in the mix and i think that's another example of the deion sanders effect like Colorado is not in the mix for these guys last year, like without with Carl Durrell. He's just not, he's not making it for in multiple top tens for Florida recruits, for Georgia recruits. He's just not. And so the Coach Prime effect kind of spreads the Colorado net out wider. And so Colorado becomes one of the more popular, one of the more interesting places to be if you're a high school recruit as well. So I'm good on Coach Prime for continuing to push the push the edge or push the envelope a little bit recruiting wise i like i like going after the florida kids the florida and georgia guys i mean look at uh, i wish i had the graphic with me look at the the stats of how many nfl players that they produce it is literally by the by the dozens per year and i'm sure there's hundreds of nfl players from florida um so the florida's a hotbed for talent um moving on to the next top 10 this one was across the defensive line. Four-star edge, C.J. Jackson. So he, he's from Georgia. Um, his top ten, similar to what I was saying earlier. Alabama, Clemson, uh, LSU, AM, Auburn, Oklahoma, Georgia, Georgia Tech. So, obviously, again, Colorado's made a lasting impression. And they especially made a lasting impression on, jo- on Jackson because they offered him on May 25th, which was literally the end of last week. And now they're in this top 10 so they people are intrigued by Colorado, even if they're, they just started recruiting them. Um, he ranks as the number 15 edge number 81, 181 overall player in the country and the number 37 player, in the state of Georgia. It's, it's a tough, tough uh, environment out there in Georgia. A lot of, a lot of deep class. So um, Clemson's viewed as the favorite to land him. Uh, the other two, I couldn't find favorite schools right now, but obviously with both of them being from Florida, you have to imagine that the Florida schools kind of have, I wouldn't say an advantage, but Florida schools have that basically Texas, Florida. I think that might be it really. I don't think there's another, maybe California, Southern California, USC, Um, Texas and Florida though, most of the rosters are compiled of kids from in that state. And it, it usually works out for them. Uh, I'm not, I'm going to tell you, it usually works out for them immensely. And so that's right. Colorado top 10 for three different recruits. Um, I'll keep you guys updated on the recruiting aspect of it. Um, we have a recruit new recruiting expert here. at locked on buffs who I will um, kind of, he's from Florida as well. Not John Garcia. Um, uh, I'm going to get him onto the show so we can talk about Colorado recruiting a little more. Um, that way he could kind of dive into it for us. And then also their transfer portal class for the Buffs may not be done. Um, they made the top three for Jackson state offensive line transfer, Mari Ward, um, the Florida native took to Twitter, as they all do, um, announced his top three, which was Colorado, Bethune, Cookman, and then to, I don't know how to say the other one, Tusculum, Tusculum. To, to uh, I'm not sure where that program is, but he spent this past season at Jackson State. He redshirted, did not play. Um, he kind of, um, from what I read about him, though, Jackson State had his measurables wrong. He They had him listed at 6'1", um 280 or something, and he's actually like 6'4", 320. So he's a pretty big guy. Um, obviously would like a chance to reunite with Coach Prime and all of his Jackson State teammates, and can't fault him for that. I'm not sure what his role would be. Obviously the offensive line is completely up for grabs, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah. So I don't know when he's going to announce his decision. He doesn't have that on his graphic, but Colorado Bethune-Cookman and Tusculum is – I think it's Tusculum. That's what I'm going to say. I've never heard of Tusculum. Um, Let me look it up. Tusculum is in Tennessee. Interesting. Nice. The oldest university in Tennessee, 28th oldest in the United States. Wow, would you look at that? Interesting. Okay, so those are his top three schools. Colorado, obviously, very much in the mix there. so we'll see how Coach Prime – we'll see if Coach Prime – I don't say if he wants him, but I feel like Coach Prime has to be strategic with his last few um, roster spots. I think they're, they're, those roster spots are, again, grabbed up quick. They had their elite camp the other day with junior college guys and other transfers and such, and saw one running back announce that he was offered. So you just have to assume that there's less spots for everybody to earn um realistically i don't know let me get the good lighting here i don't know how many more roster spots are available i think they were nearing the 80 mark the last time i was counting so i'll keep you guys updated on that let's take a look at the pac-12 odds for pac-12 champions um but before we do i want to thank you guys for making a lot of your first listen and up next we're obviously going to be talking about what i just said the pac-12 championship odds Welcome back. We are now talking about the Pac-12 championship odds. Colorado's odds um, were typically had been at the bottom with Stanford, um, but their odds have gotten better. They've surpassed one, two, three, four programs um, in their odds to win the Pac-12 championship. So they went from plus 6,000, which that is was second best or th- wow. I don't even know anymore. Stanford's currently at plus 30,000. Um, they're dead last Arizona state plus 15,000 cows plus 6,000 Arizona plus 5,500 and Colorado plus 5,000. So it says Colorado's pack. And this isn't an article by 24, seven Colorado's Pac 12 title odds improved from 6,000 to 5,000 in less than a month's time due in large part to the continued turnover roster turnover. The team ranks number one in the transfer portal and looks completely different than it did just a few short months ago. The hype surrounding head coach, Deion Sanders and what he has built is a strong, but the reality is the Colorado floor was so low when he took over the rebuilding process and is not a one year operation. Even in a best case scenario, the buffs are a long shot to win the pac 12. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, I feel like winning the pac 12 this year would probably be, I think year two is when they, they should be competing. If everything goes right year two, they should be competing for the pac 12 year one. It's gonna be a little tough to compete in the Pac-12. They have USC, who I think is a playoff team. I think Oregon State has playoff potential. Washington playoff potential. Oregon is gonna contend for the Pac-12 championship. Don't think they have playoff potential, but I think they have Pac-12 championship potential. UCLA, we don't know how good they're gonna be, but that's five teams already that I think they could, that I think can contend for the Pac-12 championship. So for Colorado to get these better odds i don't hate it um i think obviously i think they deserve better odds and i think they deserve different win totals and stuff because obviously when you bring in the number one transfer portal class with like 50 new people you would have to assume that the roster is going to be better than last year i think if you could have these roster scrimmage scrimmage if you will um i think this year's roster would literally blow last year's roster out by 20 um but it's interesting to see that their odds are continuing to rise um well, we their odds for the TCU game got better. They went from twenty three and a half point dogs to twenty point dogs. So we'll see. I'm um, continuing with reading the odds just in case you guys are curious. Washington State twenty five hundred plus twenty five hundred. UCLA plus twelve hundred. Oregon State plus nine hundred. Utah plus five hundred. Don't waste your money there. Washington plus thirty five or three hundred fifty. Excuse me. Oregon plus three twenty five. Then USC plus one eighty. Obviously, USC is kind of the the perennial favorite because they're the ones that are supposed. To, they were supposed to win last year, so we're gonna have to wait and see how Colorado does. Um, but I think the odds makers are kind of maybe they're maybe they're tuning into Locked On Buffs. Maybe maybe they're listening, and being like, you know what, this Kevin Borba guy's right. How can we have their win total so low when the roster has changed so much? And I'm telling you, when the roster It's not even changing the roster. It's the amount of talent they're getting. Jimmy Horn, Xavier Weaver. Xavier Weaver is one of USF's most accomplished receivers ever. Jimmy Horn was a star in spring ball. So just think of if Xavier Weaver was one of the best receivers in his school's history, and Jimmy Horn was one of the better players at spring ball, you have to assume that Xavier Weaver is going to step in right away and be a star. You got a ton of other pass catchers you got travis hunter name it doesn't matter Jalen ellis from baylor whoever the fourth guy is doesn't matter they have a lot of pass catchers but running back they may have the most interesting running back room in the country or in the maybe the country maybe we'll go with pack 12 that seems a little more fair alton mccaskill kavosi smoke dylan edwards anthony hankerson that's a four-headed monster i think alton mccaskill is kind of going to be the bell cow but Kavosi Smoke, I think he is a perfect complement. And Dylan Edwards is obviously lightning in the bottle super fast, and they're going to find a way to get him on the field. You know that. Defensively, they've added pass rushers. Jordan Dominic, Derek Clendon, um, Savell Smalls. Hopefully he can find his 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 own at Colorado. He didn't have much success at Washington. But they have so many new talented guys. Their secondaries completely rebuilt. Travis Hunter, again. Cormani McClain. Kendrick Breedlove. Um, all the all the safeties they brought in: Vito Tisdale, Shiloh Sanders, um, Trevor Woods is still there. So they have so much new talent, so many more new faces. And realistically, this bus team, I think, I think for, with every addition, they're nearing um, a bowl game kind of push. And I, I've been telling you guys the whole time, I think their ceiling is a bowl game. So I'm, I think they could reach that and probably push it even further. So we'll just have to wait and see, but. Go bet on your buffs before the odds don't get nearly as good as they are right now. Um, I appreciate you guys for tuning into this episode of Locked on Buffs. My name is Kevin Borba. This has been another great episode of Locked on Buffs. You guys enjoy your Thursday. Um, I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a great have a great day.